Welcome to The Magic Spark. I'm your host and personal wellness witch, Tandy Gutierrez. This podcast is for the open-hearted magic makers seeking to cultivate consistent self-evolution, or as I like to call it, self-revolution. It aims to be a home base for continually stumbling upon things that ignite the healing spark in you, be that practical or magical. Now, let's see what that spark is for you in today's episode. Hello, my magic makers. You're listening to episode 51. This podcast is brought to you by unicornwellnessstudio.com. When you're ready to focus on physical embodiment through everyday self-care, Pilates, meditation, energetic healing, monthly new and full moon tarot readings, astrology and magic tutorials, and community. Serving the open-hearted magic makers from the woo-woo curious to full witch-identifying vibes since 2013 all curated and created by yours truly. You can click the link below in the show notes to experience 30 days free on the site. No payment information needed, just a quick email address drop. Now onto the show. Sagittarius season runs November 22nd through December 21st, 2023. And this episode offers our tarot forecast for these dates. This episode may have more weight or significance if you are a Sag native and have your sun rising or moon in this sign. And the astrologer in me always wants to have a heaping side of, there's a little bit more to that. If you know you have a stellium in Sag, this is going to speak to you too. Stellium is when you have three or more celestial bodies in one sign. So we focus on the sun rising and moon because it's very simple. It's very useful. um, And there's a lot of clarity in it. But there are other reasons to pay attention to Sag energy um, or the energy of the season, right? And that is just one more example of how to work with it. As always, I want to say a big giant thank you, my dear listener, to you, whether it's your first time or your uh, 51st time listening. I'm so happy to have you. I send you all my love and gratitude for leaning in, for being curious, and for supporting this work and these thoughts and these energies. Friendly reminder for those listening, not in the Northern Hemisphere, the meteorological seasons may differ, but the energies of the tarot, astrology, and zodiac, and channel guidance, they're all the same. Take what resonates and leave the rest. There are always magic sparks here for everyone, no matter your point on the globe. Now, let's get into our Sagittarius frequency. Sag in the tarot in the major arcana is represented by the temperance card. In the traditional Rider-Waite-Smith deck, it's depicted by an angel, but not just any angel. This is the archangel Michael, with one foot in a stream of water and one foot on earth, pouring water from one chalice to another. And it looks like the water is flowing up or down, that it can go either way. There's a sunny glowing crown in the background and our angel has a full expanse of red wings with an orange triangle with the point facing upward on its chest or gown. Now, this card 
Today, we're not doing a full deep dive, just enough to get us into the season and understanding at a deeper level with the tarot. This card traditionally offers us a move from the unconscious emotional space, the foot in the water, to grounded 3D expression of the unconscious, the foot on the earth, with a new horizon of perspectives, that glowing crown, and with flow, right? And this is that flow of water between cups. This offers us a harmony in these flow of ideas, inspiration, and and emotions, as well as spiritual connection. Now, I find this fascinating because in Sag season, we're moving from Scorpio, a water sign that takes us deep into the depths of our shadows, and then allows us this moment of alchemy. And we do prescribe that that Phoenix is Phoenix. Scorpio is a Phoenix moment, but everything has to die off first. The embers have to turn to ash. And I'm looking at this as even more of like Scorpio is the die off portion, the understanding of what needs to end the deaths, the things to leave behind and the transitions of that, the transmutations. And that Sag is the Phoenix rebirth. Makes sense, right? Sag is a fire sign. It's got this fierceness. This card has these giant red wings to it. There's these hints and these literal not so hints. They're very blatant of this transition between a water season to a fire season, the alchemy and transition it offers us. It's here for us. This card says alchemy is at hand, that we are more protected than we know, because Michael is the what I call the kitchen sink of arc angels, right? It's a warrior guardian to call in when you may not know any other angels. I say he, but Michael, because it's, it's, you know, prescribed to, to masculine energetics, but this archangel is really like, again, the kitchen sink when you don't know any other angel and it covers, he covers kind of everything, right? He doesn't have one really specific lane. He's like, when you need an archangel, you need celestial guidance, you need protection. Then you call me in. We don't, it's good. It says, We are more protected than we know in the changes in healing we want to move into or flow through or that we are calling in. There's some, you know, call to bravery here as well. Temperance in general calls to balance, but is not so like pedantic. It's about past and future and how we create balance with them in this moment. This card has always offered me, my readings in my community, um, a time of transformation. If and when we can take out emotional and energetic lessons, healing and shadows, and work with them differently than we have before. Now, this is every year, right? Because this transition from Scorpio season to Sag season comes around every year. So we're constantly, consistently being asked to evolve, to look at it differently, to understand it differently. It's a time to explore new perspectives in Sagittarius season, to explore new habits and tactics, to move forward in ways we've not been able to before. It's a real growth spurt moment, right? It's about being willing to be wrong, to admit mistakes, and to truly move forward fresh and free. Because Sagittarius seeks liberation at all costs. Temperance asks us to balance our own karma by intellectual exploration that's then put into action. 
I mean, it is the epitome of you want a different outcome, do it differently. It offers magic in the functional practical doing after creative, enthusiastic exploration. Temperance is so much the epitome of finding our current balance of practical and magical. And I say current because it comes around every year. We are constantly in evolution and growth. And what our balance in this moment is of practical and magical is different than it was maybe even last month, last cycle, and last year or five years ago. It is supposed to be different. We are supposed to be in constant co-creatorship and awareness and recalibration with it. Temperance fuses the personal and celestial worlds. Divine energy can actually touch down in the 3D world in this card. In this cycle, you may discover that you are more than you ever dreamed. It's a time when your soul personality can fuse into physical form when anchored in self-love and faith. Right. So this is that relationship to the divine cosmic expanse. Like, how are you showing up with it? Are you always showing up as wanting to make a withdrawal from the cosmic expanse? Or are you putting coins in that energetic bank by spending time in self-care, in meditation, on the mat, at your altar, in offerings? This really puts it into play. Like, are you walking your talk? Do you know how to do that? Do you know how to invest as well as withdraw? Because if all you're trying to do is withdraw and take, 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 take from the universe, I want this, I want that, I want this, I want that, but you're not doing anything to contribute to it. Massive moment of imbalance, mistakes, and mishaps. Okay. In its number, the tar- the temperance card is number 14 in the tarot deck. One plus four equals five. And this is the number of change. This is a moment of change, a cycle of change and transition. This is a card of change. So we can see, you know, in our own um, patriarchal based culture of religion and Christianity, you know, we can see an angel and go, oh, it's a moment of receiving. Oh, there's all these blessings. Yeah, it's mostly ideas that we're receiving right now. It says, but you got to change the way you work with those. You got to change the way you engage with those. And when you change your engagement and awareness and perspective, the outcome can then change. So it pushes us past our boundaries in really beautiful and new ways. Sag as an energy of the Zodiac always offers us magic of education and philosophical exploration. It asks, what if? and leaves an opening for true unknown and new answers. Like this definitely puts (laughs) the earth signs on, you know, on task here of like, you don't know how it's going to turn out. No, you don't. You don't. We don't. So we need to be constantly asking what if along with here are the data points I know, here's how it's turned out before, but just because it's turned out that way before does not mean it has to turn out that way again. If we transition our perspectives and tactics, it can turn out differently. 
Okay. So Sag season also offers us healing the wounds of worthiness, confidence, and manifestation because they're all connected. It offers the power of the pullback for tension in order to get our arrows to fly to our bullseye goals. It offers the power of enthusiasm to get us started, maybe even to carry us through. And it also offers the challenge of laying foundations and getting ideas grounded and enthusiasm focused. And another thing it offers us is the focus for manifesting bigger in our lives. It offers a lot. Honor Sagittarius energy with short trips um, in this cycle. Now it can mean big worldly exploration and travel as well. And yet in this cycle, the channeled information is to honor it with road trips or hikes, horseback riding, a workout of any kind, because it is the second athlete of the chart, but particularly movement patterns and workouts that focus on the lower body, thighs, and glutes. This is another reason for horseback riding. It's not just a literal because it's a centaur. Horseback riding, you got to squeeze with those inner thighs to keep yourself balanced and upright and, and in the seat, right? Um, it Honor it with documentaries, with podcasts, with books, with classes, with tutorials, it's time to open and expand our minds, explore the possibilities and potential that you have not known prior. Now, there's also a push and a call to being open where you just haven't been open before. There's so much about imagination and creativity because fire is creativity, right? And so we often only prescribe like creative artistic endeavors to water, which is really incorrect. Fire is massively creative, okay? And so there's this moment of imagining into things, things you've never known, right? What if you can imagine it, <laughs> you if you can dream it, be it a little Rocky Horror, you know, picture show for you. Um, Sag has us imagining into things. It's really our first step. Okay. So Sag is a mutable fire sign. It's adaptable. In the suit of tarot, fire is represented by wands. And this is the element of willpower, creativity, and inspiration. It is unpredictable. It's hot and wild. And in imbalance, it's illusion and non-constructive ego that only says me first. It can be impulsive and can seriously lack direction or purpose and even have us in feelings of meaninglessness when it's ungrounded and unfocused, okay? The imbalance of, of Sag is foot in mouth disease, just blurting, saying the things. It's crass. It moves too fast and too soon and simply can create chaos for chaos's sake with burnout and exhaustion that puts us in the worst confusion and mind spiral. But in its exaltation, it really does alchemize. It removes the impurities. It manifests things that we thought only could happen in our minds and our hearts, and it brings them into full fruition. It is absolutely magic incarnate. Fire is primal, right? It is the element of magic. It's transformation and change and alchemy. Fire is considered the seed through which all life springs. 
This is creative life force. And Sag is that archer that aims it high in the sky and sends it flinging and flying, right? It's powerful. It is also primal and arcane. And yet there is an efficiency and an expediency to it when it's honed and well-practiced and grounded, okay? So it's all sounding and feeling very exciting, right? It's probably a reason I married a Sag son. <laughs> all right, so now on to our Sagittarius season tarot reading for 2023. We're back to our regular scheduled programming with just one card for the spirit in which to move through things in this cycle. There's no way out but through. So what is the spirit in which to move through this Sagittarius season for us as a collective? I'm using the wild unknown tarot. Here we go. Okay. And I'm going to say it. I probably say this every time. This is a really interesting card for this season. So we've gone through all this energy that feels like hot and heavy and wild and, 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 imaginative and creative and it feels like oh this is like so exciting but if you listen to the episode just prior to this one for a deep dive the channeled information is about slowing down sag is really exciting it is massively powerful and alchemical and magical and creative and yet it's big one of its biggest lessons is patience you just got to slow down to implement properly and so here we pull a card where i'm like what's it gonna be in this cycle for the spirit in which to move through things we've got the nine of pentacles so i find it really fascinating that this massively exciting fire season is offering us grounded resources, right? Pentacles. Um, these are resources, time, money, energy, body, mind, and soul. And this is the element of earth. Nine is about karmic closures and cycles ending. So we're definitely getting that reiteration, that confirmation, that synchronicity of things are changing right now and they can change for the better. They are changing for the better when and if you keep it grounded and feel a little like, little more boring about it than you might have thought prior so the nine of pentacles in this deck is um nine golden coins right in a diamond formation they are um surrounded by feathers in a diamond formation and behind that is this gradation of red orange and yellow coloring and i am smiling you can probably hear my smile because in episode 50, our Sag season forecast, um, the call in is for carnelian in this cycle if you prescribe and work with healing crystals, right? Carnelian is a cool crystal because it covers three chakras at once, the root, the sacral, and the solar plexus. Now, there's different prescriptions for things, right? Uh, Sag can be connected to our solar plexus. This is, you know, manifestation central and confidence, um, as well as the sacral chakra. Now, I really prescribe it to the sacral, but it was so loud this time that it covers all three. So carnelian is here with us again. These colors are here with us that are definitely Sag oriented. And when it comes to manifestation, abundance and expression you've really got to have all of three of these you know in 
balance and in harmony and a real healed state. So the root chakra says, I have the right to be here. I am safe. I am secure. I get to take up space. I am deserving. I am worthy. The sacral is the joy and the pleasure of creativity. And this is sexual and sensual and creative life force. And it's joyful to create something in this lifetime regardless of what it is, right? And we we want joy and the juice of life and moving through things into the solar plexus, which says, I deserve it. I'm going to do it. I'm confident enough. I can find my space. I can find my audience and I can find my place. And nobody can tell me any differently about it in constructive manners. So here we've got the nine of pentacles with these, um, you know, the carnelian energy, the root, the sacral, the solar plexus, and then the feathers. Feathers are always a sign of our ancestors trying to connect with us, right? In our day-to-day -day lives, when we're looking for points on the path of like, am I headed in the right direction? Is everything okay? And we're trying to connect. We are given messages by seeing repeating numbers, by coins, finding coins in our path, and feathers, in our path. So there is this massive messaging here that our ancestors are with us, that we are on the right path, that we are more protected. These feathers are protecting our resources right now. And this has got this, this transition and connector piece too, to the traditional temperance card of the big red wings that um, Archangel Michael has in the traditional deck. Now, this is interesting because Archangel Michael's color is typically blue, right? But here we've got these feathers and the messaging that's coming through today is really about our Phoenix moment, Phoenix feathers, right? These red, orange, burnt orange, flame feathers of resurrection and rebirth and vitality. And um, again, it's a very sensual, passionate color that says, I have every right to be here and to be pleased and enjoy every moment of it. You cannot tell me otherwise because I am divine and I know it. It's my inherent birthright. It is my soul synthesis frequency point. And here we go. So this nine of pentacles, you know, is giving us these vibes of we're more protected than we know. There's powerful rebirth here, ready for flight. It's passionate. It's fiery. It's exciting. It's warm. It's fresh. It's creative. It's pleasurable. There's a lot of pleasure and passion here. So this will call us to sex magic in this cycle, right? When we can connect to these pleasure points for pleasure's sake. I mean, that climax carries so much juice, for magic making, spell casting, and wishing and connecting to that bliss point in this 3D incarnation. And the Nine of Pentacles, you know, always offers us this moment of enjoy what you do have, right? By enjoying the pleasurable moments in the life you have now, you build on pleasure points. Now, this is actually a transition. I'm hearing this very clearly of uh, I think for those of you who've been with me for a long time, you know that I talk about connecting to joy in my lifetime has been a thing for me um, as an adoptee, as an abuse survivor um, from a really young age. Sometimes joy is, is difficult. It's just not an internal set point that um, my body has, has known at a cellular level. And so that can be hard. And I do very much side-eye gratitude practices. Y'all, they are important. They are supportive. They are not the work. 
simply by focusing on the good things in your life does not heal them. It's spiritual bypassing and spiritual whitewashing. It is based in white privilege and it is not transformational. It is not root healing. That's not to say it's not useful. It's not helpful and it's not supportive. It's just, there've been a lot of lies in the spiritual community and a lot of like, they just didn't know what they didn't know. And we don't do that shit around here. We don't lie. Right. And so there is this aspect of, of under, of us in this community, those listening who this resonates with to shift from a gratitude practice. Cause y'all from doing work with clients for 25 years and with my own self, gratitude practices, can be pretty lame. They can really have us gaslighting ourselves that everything's okay. And I found this pleasure in this one moment, but the rest is fucking shit. And the world is burning up around us. That is not going to transition the world from burning up around us. It just made you feel good for a hot second. Right? So there's a call in this card this time of like karmic closure cycles ending of moving out of gratitude practices and into a pleasure practice, finding pleasure in the day. Now, this is massively goddess energy, right? This is very Lilithian. This is really Aphrodite um, within this of, of we've been working with it in magical mentoring. The narrative is clearly running through here and always does and will, but it's just growing, 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 growing. Every Friday, you know, on Instagram, uh, I always ask because it's goddess day, it's Aphrodite's day. What would please you? What would remind your inner goddess that you are here to receive and here to create and here to heal in and out of pleasure? Okay. So this is going to mean different things to everybody. And I'm not saying it's one narrative across the board, but it has a very high um, sensuality, sexuality vibe to it. And Lilith is blood and sex magic, right? Aphrodite is, is, is love and war. I mean, sex and pleasure and sensuality is very much a part of that. And we have such issues with pleasure and sex in our culture, purity culture, a religious Christian cult that shames it, demeans it. Meanwhile, you know, one of the bases of goddess culture and goddess um, religion is that the high priestesses, right? were the teachers that those who identified as male in this lifetime could not know gnosis that relationship with spirit until they had been brought into the temples to experience sacred sexual religious acts like you couldn't know spirit without having pleasure through sex now I, I get there's a lot of binary problems and issues with that but i think we can hop on the wagon with understanding that sexual pleasure can bring us to gnosis and story how we get there and safe spaces with whatever partners we please that's our own business so this card is really gorgeous because it always calls us the nine of pentacles says enjoy what you've got enjoy it but it's not this silly like oh little like i'm making a lot of fun of it y'all but i'm trying to run home a point here of like gratitude practices if i listed three things a day have you really experienced something that pleases you like do you know deep visceral emotional passion and pleasure in this lifetime so i would say that you can know that it's showing me a, a blood orange like you know, biting into it and it's like messy and drippy and sticky and juicy. And it's like gorgeous. Yes, we can find these things in small points in our day. 
And yet it's really shifting the narrative and asking us to change our perspective on what is pleasing to us in all of these sensory ways, right? Pleasure is sensory, the five senses. Can I touch it? Can I taste it? Can I smell it? Can I eat it? What can I do with it? How can I experience it? So the way in which to move through this Sag season is a transition in how we relate to pleasure. Let's put it that way. And to shift language. I'm I'm big on language shifting, y'all. It matters. Like you can hear things, like as someone who's taught body movement forever, I know that cues can change a whole experience. You can use the same cue over and over. And on the 756th time, somebody hears it. Okay, that's one way to do it. They just weren't ready to hear it. Or as an instructor, you can like diversify your language and pull all kinds of different cues, knowing different words are going to mean different things to different people. And we're being asked to change our personal cues from gratitude to pleasure in our life and, and to work with that shift in this cycle. This is the biggest messaging. Moving into pleasure as the conduit of creativity, of abundance, of prosperity, and of protection. Oh, this is very loud. Our pleasure will protect us. Fascinating. That's so loud, y'all. Okay. Because usually, and, and this isn't like hedonistic, imbalanced pleasure, like the things that bring us joy, right? We we often hear that, you know, a mother's love is the most protective force, you know, in nature. It depends on the mom, right? If we didn't have healed, <laughs> healthy um, caregivers, we, this is that's not true. And so then we have, it's pulling up Disney images right now of, um, uh frozen right the sister's love like true love like this this perspective shift of what true love's kiss is and what true love looks like this could be your bestie but all of these things are relationships that bring pleasure and joy right who's the person that when where you're with them they just make you hop like a little happy bird right happiness and pleasure are protective okay so Again, I'm not always one that says always aim at joy. I know you can manifest out of rage and anger. I have, I do, and I fully support it. And yet this cycle says spirit in which to move through things is to move into pleasure and understand that pleasure and joy are protective and that if we amplify what pleases us on a day-to-day level, it really does expand our resources, our time, our money, and energy. That doesn't mean everything needs to be fun. And y'all know, I walk both sides of the line. I walk my talk. Some cycles are fucking shit and they are hard and they are work. There's still work to be done here. That's very loud. But we need to anchor into pleasure because this really, they show, they're showing moving houses, moves you in to a bigger house of abundance. Y'all, that's the message. Focus on what pleases you. And again, they're trying to reiterate, I'm not sure I'm doing clear languaging of how that works. Meaning it's not just doing things that are fun. Okay. It's not just 
I have to have fun every day. They're like definitely shaking their head at that. They're like, no, you don't get it. That's not it. You got to go deeper. You got to go darker. We're still in shadow season. This is about sensual pleasures. They're showing me like a dark room that's candlelit. They're showing me records, meaning tangible things. Like it's different. I mean, people will tell you, right? It's different to listen to a record than it is to listen to, um, you know, an MP3. It's not that one's better. It's just sensually different. And so it's asking us in this cycle, which I think is interesting as we start to hit holiday season, that we lean into pleasure practices that pleasure and joy, however we can generate that, create security, protection, and then we'll amplify and grow more security and protection because we love it. I mean, it's very Torian, right? Can, you know, if I have everything I want in my home and I love my house, why would I leave? You don't have to, <laughs> not right now, right? Karmic closure, cycles ending, number nine in our resources or pentacles, time, money, energy, body, mind, and soul. Can you flip the script? So they're, this, they're running this one home too, of like a workout is not meant to be demeaning and degrading to the body and the vessel. We've learned that in a patriarchal culture, okay? It says, can you move that into movement inspires me? It creates a stronger relationship with my body. It allows me to trust my vessel more. It tends to the temple of my soul, like shift the perspective. And I know sometimes it's just like a hole of me to just be like, just fucking shift it. And sometimes you need to hear that. Sometimes we need to step out of the, how am I going to shift it? When's it going to happen? You got to prescribe to it first. Sometimes you just shift your thinking. There's an awareness factor. Put some post-its up, read it every day, re-listen to this multiple times. We can do this. This is a really beautiful turning transition point in this cycle. So we're being asked to shift day-to-day -day things from like pain half two points into pleasure points. Oh, okay. Oh, I like that. Okay. And with that, this reading is complete. These things are something better for the highest and greatest good of all involved to the harm of none. So mode it be and so it is now. We as a collective will it so. All right, my loves. Quite the reading. Super into it. Highly channeled really loud. I hope it resonates. Um, I will definitely post a photo of this card in my Instagram stories. Um, the week this episode is published, um, as I, I keep trying to create a consistency of creating a reel for you all. I'm, I'm really struggling over on Instagram for all kinds of reasons, just because I'm just resisting it. And I'm trying to honor my energy of showing up for you, still being present, putting good things into the world and helping with like, uh, I don't want to. <laughs> 
there's some truth for you. Um, but this is the nine of pentacles out of the wild unknown tarot. So remember that there are links below in the show notes, um, that you are welcome to come DM me, chat about this reading, how it's landing, how it's resonating, um, on Instagram at Tandy underscore Gutierrez. Um, and as always, I hope it resonates. Take what works for you. Leave the rest. It's not worth it. Life is hard enough. Um, and thank you for letting me into your collective energies in order to facilitate this reading through and to you. Man, y'all, this has got some juice like you would not believe. It's very special. It's very sparkly. I like it. Um, if you're looking for more support and insight into Sagittarius season, Make sure to check out my deep dive into Sag energy this season in episode 50, the episode just prior to this one, and for members of unicornwellnessstudio.com, in the astrology section of your monthly membership, you'll see the Zodiac Basics Sagittarius there for you to watch and to lean into. Now it's time, if you haven't already, to hit the subscribe button so you never miss this magic. If this episode has you thinking of someone else who needs this spark, share it. And if it resonates with you to rate and review the podcast, I would be ever so grateful. The more ratings and reviews the show has, the easier it is for other seeking souls to find their healing home base. It's a super simple way for you to support someone else's healing. If you have topics you'd like to hear me cover or guests you'd like to hear on the show, or hey, you just want to say hi, DM me on Instagram at Tandy underscore Gutierrez, and make sure to check out all of my offerings at unicornwellnessstudio.com. Links are below in the show notes. I love you so very much. And remember, healing is for you. And it all starts with just that one 